starting a blog so that you can quit your job. Today's episode is brought to you by Namecheap, the only place where I go to buy all of my websites. To find out how much you can save and get a free year of identity protection, go to servenomaster.com backslash Namecheap. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. It's very easy to fall into a pattern of inaction. When thinking about your first moves online, thinking about starting a business, it's so overwhelming. There's so many options out there that we can kind of get caught up in this paralysis of analysis. Hey, do I want to do Facebook ads? Hey, do I want to write a book? Do I want to start doing consulting? Do I want to sell SEO? Do I want to do all these different things? And all of these different ideas can overwhelm us to the point of we're just not sure of the right thing to do and we get frozen and end up doing nothing. So today I'm going to walk you through the very first action you should take. Now there's other options out there, that's true. What I want you to do is get used to taking action because that is where the real value comes in, getting used to taking action and kind of pushing yourself through moments of indecision. I can tell you right now, I've made many poor decisions and many mistakes building my business, but those mistakes were far better than doing nothing. And looking back, I can see that the reason I succeed where other people fail, struggle, or are still fighting is because I take action fast. The real value that anyone brings to a project, organization, endeavor is execution. Lots of people have amazing ideas, okay? There's people out there with much better ideas than me. There's people out there that are better writers than me. There's people out there that are smarter than me. Look, I know my voice isn't perfect. It's probably not amazing, right? I don't have these wonderful tones, but I execute. I take action. So today, together, I want to walk you through the process of setting up your blog and the reason we're going to do it. The reason we're kind of going through this process is to demonstrate and take our first action online. And it's also to begin to carve out some real estate so you start to feel a little bit of ownership. You may eventually as we grow, realize, hey, this is the wrong website, or hey, I need to move into another direction, that's okay, because now you have some momentum. So even if you decide eventually that this website isn't going to work right for you, and I've been through many websites, okay, some ideas went somewhere and some didn't, that happens. But the execution will really make a difference for you. And I want to kind of take you through the very basic process of setting up your first website, and really the process I go through thinking about ideas and why it's so valuable. I like to start with a blog for a couple of reasons. Blogs are close to my heart because that's really how I got into this business. I started off, my story starts off years ago, all the way back, I think in 2007. I started a blog where I just wrote about my dating life. It was anonymous. I didn't use anyone's names. I didn't use girls' names. I didn't use any specifics. I didn't write about what city I was in. And somehow it started to grow in popularity. People found it. I have no idea how. This was long before I understood Google or how people would find websites or anything like that. 
And over time, I developed a following. And eventually, I realized the name of that blog needed to change, and I changed it, and it became kind of a more professional name. And I moved forward, and eventually, my blog about my dating life and my experiences and turned into giving people advice eventually led me to get a cold call from a publisher who asked me to write a book for them. That's how I got into writing books. So my blog is really how I started, but also blogging is how I learned how to write, how to connect with the internet, how to find my voice, all things that are very, very valuable. It's like putting your toe into the water, you know, getting that first feel of what it's like. And the process really starts with choosing a name, choosing a brand, choosing an idea. And the longer you wait, the more ideas get snapped up. And I've had websites uh, that I really, really wanted, but the name wasn't available. My brand right now is Serve No Master. And actually, I owned this website. I owned this name for probably two or three years. I originally used it for a couple of small things. And I think I launched a product on it, wrote five or ten blog posts, and then kind of let it linger for more than two years. And eventually, the host I had it on, I don't know what happened. A payment didn't go through. They didn't email me. They deleted the website. And it happened to the four, I had four or five websites hosted with these guys and it all disappeared. I don't know exactly what happened. They said I missed a payment. I don't know because I have it set to auto pay, but you know how your credit cards expire every four or five years. This is all my credit cards for some reason. All my credit cards and debit cards. I don't know how this happened. They all expired the same month, uh, one year. I don't know why they were all set to the exact same time instead of it being staggered or whatever. So, and because I live abroad, I had, all these challenges, you know, getting my credit cards FedExed here and changing things over, yada, yada. I don't know what happened, but all of that disappeared. So I had to rebuild it. But when I first kind of thought of the idea, I went through that period of choosing the right name. And that's really important because it's very personal to you. And I've been through uh, different brands and different ideas. And I've kind of dialed into one that I'm really excited about right now. And maybe in three or four or five years, I won't be anymore. Like right now, I have no desire to blog about my dating life anymore. I've been with the same person for three years with two kids together. I'm planning on having another kid as soon as we can, maybe next year. That's the direction I'm moving in. So stuff I wanted to blog about in my late 20s is not what I want to blog about in my mid-30s. I originally, my idea was to blog about traveling and kind of being really free. And it was much more blog heavy. So I was going to write more about traveling, more about minimalism. And I had names. I went through a couple of ideas. I know, I wish I could remember all the ideas I had. I remember I wanted bloggers without borders, but someone already has that and had a five or 10 names. And I can't exactly explain to you how I came on Serve No Master. I was really shocked it was available when I grabbed it. It's one of those names that's like really strong. And it comes from, I saw this Jet Li movie called The One, where it's all about how there's like multiple Earths and he goes to every Earth and kills his clone. Because the more versions of him that die, the stronger he gets. <laughs> so it's a really weird plot when you think about it, going around to other universes and killing yourself. But at some point he says, I'll serve no master. And I mean, I think he did. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But I thought that was a really great line. And I, that's where the idea comes from. So thanks, Jet Li, if that's a line in the movie. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it is. But that's where the idea came from. And so I had this idea. And it kind of grew into what I'm really excited to be sharing with you now, right? It's become my brand. It's named this podcast, name my website, it's named my book. And it's really this idea that all boils down to, for me, being in control of your life, having no one able to tell you what to do, to yell at you, control your time and control your destiny. That's what I think of as freedom. That's my definition of freedom. So when you're picking the first name for your website, you know, you'll start off trying to buy your name.com. My name is Jonathan Green, okay? That dot com was taken like 20, 25 years ago. 
for a while, I held on to jonathangreen.me, and then I let it fade away. I wasn't really using it except for one email address. I don't know, there's like 50 websites that start off Jonathan Green and this and that because it's such a common name. I'm not nearly the most famous person with my name. There's a very famous painter uh, who's been famous for a long time, and he does really cool calendars. There's other authors with the same name and things like that. So what can you do when you have a really common name? You want to kind of think of a brand. If you have a unique name, maybe you can get your .com. I do recommend trying to get the .com. The different endings, they're always having different cool endings now that I'm just not in love with. I find that people respect .com more than .net or .org. And I don't know if the other ones like .ly, if you have like a really cool name, you think of something cool and it ends in .ly, then maybe it works. But just grab something, you know, whether it's your name or a brand. And the way I do it, and I have all the links on my website, I have a whole step-by-step instruction. But you got to try 10 or 20 names before you find one that is actually available sometimes. And that's the first wall you're going to hit. Sometimes all of your ideas won't work. Now, what I want you to know this is very important. If you do a search and a cool name comes up and it says available and you don't buy it, somebody else will. Every time you run a search, when you type in a name to see if it's available, the website you're typing it into doesn't search its own database. What it does is tap an international database. So it hits, I think, 80 to 120 different places. You can't buy a website that someone else just bought five seconds earlier. So they do this tap and they say, hey, do you have this website? And all these other websites get the, get hit with that. And there's certain people, not at the organization I use, but at some of the other registrars. They Every day they look at the list of what has been requested and they see if anything cool appears. If anyone had a cool idea, if they see a cool idea and the person didn't buy it, then they just buy it. So sometimes you'll have an idea. You'll go, I'm going to think about this until tomorrow. You come back tomorrow and it's gone. So just be aware that that kind of is part of the process. So pick a really great name. Now, you don't want to make the mistake of buying your website and hosting it in the same place. This is how a lot of companies get you. And I've done this in the past. I did this with my first websites and it's still a problem for me about 15 years later. The problem never goes away. They have so much control over you and your business that they have you at your mer- their mercy, and you don't want that. All of my domain names that are hosted with this one company are protected because I have them hosted at separate places. So when you say the registrar, that's where you kind of have the deed, the deed on the property where you could say, this I own this domain name. So the deed for servenomaster.com is held in one place, and then the server is the computer that my website lives on. So when you go to visit a website, you actually are visiting a computer and the servers I use are all over the world. So I don't know exactly where, which computer will hit, but it's somewhere near you. And that's what sends you the information. That's the website. So the computer it's on, it's separate. So I recommend you buy one place, host another to protect yourself. Because if anything goes wrong and you have them both at the same company, you lose everything. You can't rebuild. See, that billing problem, I don't know that happened with that recurring place. They would have taken the website and the ownership of the name. They would have stolen my property from me. If you get a cease and desist because someone says you stole some content from their website, and that happens, right? You know, they go, oh, you're using my image. Even if you're not, people do that stuff sometimes. You can really get hurt. If your website gets hacked and they start sending out spam or they start sending out pornography from your website without your control, the host, right, the computer, the company you're paying to take care of your security, they mess up. They'll blame you and shut down your account. They'll freeze your account. And if you have your domains hosted with them, you lose your websites. So that's why you have to take this extra step. And the process, it only takes five minutes. It takes five minutes to point from your registration to the computer. And I have screenshots on my website. I have a whole blog post showing you exactly how to do it. 
it's very important that this is the first action step you take. So you buy your domain and you pick your hosting. I happen to host right now with a company called A Small Orange. That's just who I host with. I don't have any super favorite hosting company. I can tell you that I had a bad tech support experience with them and it really annoyed me. I was going to jump companies. And then the next day, I had a really, really good tech support person that fixed everything for me and turned me around. With every company, you're going to have ups and downs and good reviews and bad reviews. It's just who I actually use. I've I've been through probably 10 or 15 different hosts, and that's who I'm using right now. And hopefully, you know, if you listen to this recording two or three years in the future, I won't have changed. That's why I recommend you go to my website where I have this step-by-step and all the links for who I use. If I do change hosts, I'll also change the screenshots and showing you through the process. But once you set up your website, once you invest a little money in your business, you know, registering your, your domain name, it's going to cost you like between 7 and $12, just depending on who you use. I use Namecheap, it's usually 7 or $8. And then your monthly with a small orange for your first website is like 3 or $5 a month. So you really start off spending 12 or $15. I don't want you to spend huge amounts of money, but investing a little money in your first property is kind of a demonstration that you believe in yourself. And so it's okay to take these small steps. I don't believe in spending huge amounts of money to start your business. I don't think it's necessary. I think that when you spend huge amounts of money, it can distract you from efficiency. So we start small. Installing WordPress, you really just log in. It gives you your login details. You click login and there's a button that says install WordPress. You click it and it installs your website. And then you can kind of go in and you have a blog set up and you can start writing blog posts. It will look pretty similar to my website. It won't look that different. Okay, yes, my website I have some fancy stuff to the look to it. I've done, you know, some customization to make it look a little bit unique, but it'll be 90% the same. Okay. You don't have to have the most amazing little website to get started, but eventually you can move into that. So now you kind of have your blog and you can get a feel and you start writing about whatever you're interested in just to feel what it feels like to write online, to write something that the world can see, to kind of connect with the universe in a powerful way. There are other places where you can write. You can start a Tumblr blog, you can start a blogger or on TypePad and these other places or even at WordPress.com. The problem is if your website is like servnomaster.wordpress.org, you don't own anything. If you start a blog inside of a Facebook page or something like that, you don't actually own it. I know people, they have 100,000 or a million fans for their Facebook page and then Facebook just cancels their page and there's nothing you can do. You don't actually own that property. That's why I want you to have something you actually are the owner of, that you have total control of. If you have a blog that is not your own domain, then you have this level of vulnerability. You have a lack of control. And that's exactly the opposite of what I believe in. So I want you to have a domain that's your own. And I want to hear about it, okay? You can post in the notes under this episode the link to your new website. I'll check it out. I actually read all my comments all the time. I spend more time reading comments than I do pretty much anything else. I love reading comments. I read all the emails that people send me. I check out the Facebook page whenever people post on. I'm actually really personally interactive with all that stuff. I'm not a big social media guy, as you may have noticed, on my own. Like I don't just like posting memes all the time. And Someone told me they're pronounced memes. I'm not sure, so if I mispronounced that, I'm sorry. I've never heard anyone say it out loud except for once, and I wasn't sure that was right. But I do, if you message me, I'll message you back. I do like to be interactive and I do like to connect with people. So I'd love to see your first blog post. I'd love to be the first comment on your blog post. So if you post, especially if you post in the notes below this episode, so I'll know where to find it, or you post below the screenshots. I wrote a blog post showing you how to start your blog. If you post to either of those locations, I'll be the first person to visit and give you your first comment, which is really exciting. Then other people who listen to this radio show, other people who listen to this podcast, other people who read my books or visit my blog, they'll go and visit your blog too. And you can get some free traffic just by being friends with me. 
And that's how you can begin to start this journey. It's really exciting when someone you don't know reads something you wrote and leaves a nice comment. It's an amazing feeling the first time that happens, and I want you to experience that. So once you've set up your blog, and this entire process, honestly, we're talking 20 minutes tops, under 20 minutes, under $20. Set everything up, and then you'll see all the amazing things you can do. You'll start messing around with design. You'll start messing around with writing posts and seeing all the powerful things that you can do. That's where you get started because once you're in that phase where you're taking action, it becomes very normal to take more action. Instead of reading about another way to start a business, you go, you know what? I want to follow a training video and set up a lead capture form. I want to have a little form where people can join my newsletter, give me their email address. So you watch a training video and then you'll implement. So we're learning to activate a different part of your brain. I want you to move from listening into learn by doing. So I want you to be very active. One of the things I know is that when you listen to a podcast, you listen to something like this, you kind of go into a receptive state of mind. You're absorbing knowledge and information from me. You're absorbing my wisdom and my teachings and all of those things. And it kind of makes you into a very receptive mode. But instead, I want you to be into an action mode, which is where you're actually doing something. I want you to see what it feels like to set up a website, to set up a blog, to write a blog post, to have someone leave a comment on your blog post, to start messing around with themes and design and make your blog like your color and something you own and something that you're proud of and you can show to other people. It's a really good feeling to have something that's exciting like that. I can tell you right now that I am constantly redoing stuff on my website. There's all these little spots and hopefully I fixed them all by the time you listen to this, but there's all these little spots on my website where it says like lorem ipsum and it looks like it's Latin. It's not actually Latin. If you look it up, it's actually a set of phrases that people used to use for to test typesetting and to test the characters. So it's a fake language. It's not actually Latin. I learned, I studied Latin for three years in high school, but it does seem like it's Latin. It has, it looks like it for some reason, but I'm always going through and finding these different sections. I was just going through my members area a couple of days ago and I realized there's these three links that I didn't even realize these images were links. I thought they were just images and they were sending people to pages that didn't actually exist on my website. So it was causing, I was getting all these tech support emails about some of my courses. And I was like, what are you talking about? That page doesn't exist. And now I, I figured out what happened finally. I'm constantly refining. I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule, which means that you make something pretty good and you keep improving it over time. Your website doesn't have to be perfect before you get that first visitor. Don't fall into that trap. It's much more important to get any message out there than to get the perfect message out. The sooner you're taking action, the sooner you train yourself to take actions, connect with the world, get feedback and do, 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 do things, you know, that feeling of doing, that's when you'll become successful online. There's not really a lot of steps between listening to me and making your first dollar online. If you really listen to the last episode where I talk about how to make money from writing, you could have joined a couple of the websites that I have links to where they pay you to write stuff and you could have gotten a job by today and made your first 10 or $20 writing a small article for one of the places where you get started. You could have easily done that and taken action. And if that's the path you're going down, you still need to make a website all about writing. Whatever you're doing, you want to have a website that you're proud of. And it takes time and you want to constantly be adding things to it. One of the things that I found really interesting when I was looking for an editor for Serve No Master, I went and looked at every editor's website I could find. And the things I found were pricing makes no sense in that industry. There's no rhyme or logic to it. One person will say, hey, I'll edit your book for $80. The other person will say, $7,000. What, what is it? <laughs> how do I, how do I choose between those two? It doesn't make any sense to me. I found that very baffling. So there's no, it seems like there's no regulation yet, or there's no kind of uniformity of pricing. People just choose a random number and kind of get there. And then, you know, if, 
It's the same thing. I can tell you right now, you can build a book as an editor in the same way that I have built up a book and a resume as a writer. And there are certain editors that people just hire over and over again. And then you kind of create your own pricing. If you only work with four or five clients, that's all you need. And you can keep busy full time as an editor. So I think that's an interesting business. But I found it very interesting that the prices sometimes made no sense. They'd say, oh, it's this much per page. It's this much per word. And the amounts were very different. And the prices didn't make any sense to me. And I only actually emailed one editor. And she said she doesn't really do nonfiction. So I decided actually to use someone that I already knew. Every single website I looked at was terrible. Even people who've edited for authors, bloggers, and podcasters that I follow, their websites were so bad. They put no effort into it. And I find that so amazing. If your website is making you money, you should put more time into it. So at first, when you start your website, it doesn't matter if it looks that great. But over time, if you're using it to get clients, if you're starting to post your resume there or or post some of your portfolio there, or if you're working as an editor, writer, or making videos, anything, you should always be improving it. So I don't think you need to be perfect out the gate. But once your website's been up for six months or two or three years, it should really be something you're excited about. There's a lot of parts of my Servant Master website that I'm really excited about. There's parts about of it that I think could be better. I'm thinking about changing the shade of green of the little logo where the man's kind of breaking free of the chains. I'm thinking of changing it like two shades to a little bit more of an aquamarine green only because that's the design color that appears on the logo for this podcast. When the guy designed the podcast color, I go, oh, I like that green a little bit more. So these are little things I think about, but I don't want to spend six months getting the perfect blog design before I write the first post. Don't get caught into that inaction. Take action now. What I want you to do today, go to my website, go to the show notes. I have the link to where the little blog post that shows you step-by-step how to set a first blog. I really want you to take that action. If you're in the car right now, you're at work, you can't do it till you get home, fine. Make your punishment. You can't listen to the next episode until you get it done. Take an action today. Take that first step and you'll discover it changes you from a researcher and a thinker to a doer. And that means you've taken the first step towards the Emerald City. And that's something that gets me very, very excited. To celebrate the launch of this podcast, I'm giving away some epic prizes. You could win an Amazon tab and have me personally turn you into a best-selling author. To win your part of over $20,000 in prizes, go to servenomaster.com backslash contest. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.